public education, but it didn't come from class. It came from a long ride home on a bus. Welcome to The Voice for Iowa EMS Podcast. I am your host, Andy Nye, current president of the Iowa EMS Association. We look forward to bringing you content of our industry through this podcast, whether it's through Apple, Google, or Spotify podcast apps. We will be introducing you to board members, talking about our conferences, talking about legislation involving all things EMS in the state of Iowa. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. On this episode, you're going to learn a little bit about me, Andy. We're going to talk about my background, uh, my interests, my hobbies, things like that. We're going to talk about some IEMSA-related questions as well as some general overall EMS-related questions. I've been on the board since 2018. I was actually voted in to finish out a term for Rick Morgan, uh, who represents the Northeast Iowa. So that is who I represent today. Uh, I live in Piasta, Iowa, which is just a short drive from Dubuque. It's about six miles west on Highway 20. I serve currently as your IAMSA president uh, for the current 2023-2024 term. I've also been past treasurer of the organization for the past four years and look forward to seeing what I can do to help serve Iowa EMS providers, organizations, agencies, uh, educational institutions, things like that, to see what we can do to make things better for Iowa EMS. I am a career EMS provider and as well a volunteer EMS provider. My career is with Paramount EMS, which is located in Dubuque, Iowa. I'm the Director of Operations. We're licensed in Iowa, Illinois, and Wisconsin at the critical care level. Uh, we provide a lot of critical care ground transport to a lot of facilities within the three states, the little tri-state area that we're in, as well as a lot of hospital discharges, uh, medical transports, inter-facility at the ALS or BLS level. Uh, I'm also a volunteer uh, firefighter paramedic with the Centralia Piasta Fire Department uh, in my hometown where I've served since 2013 uh, as a member. Uh, it's something I like to do. I always wish I could devote more time to it, uh, but it's something that I still value as being a volunteer firefighter paramedic for the hometown that I live in. I've been in EMS since 2011, so I'm going on uh, my 12th year in this industry. I took the EMT class when I was a senior in high school uh, with my twin sister at Northeast Iowa Community College in Piasta uh, while I was attending uh, Beckman uh, High School in Dyersville. Uh, we all know Field of Dreams. It was something that really became an interest uh, mainly because our, our parents started Paramount EMS in 2003. Uh, and I can have a long story about, about that, but I'll just keep this kind of short. Um, but that's what drew our interest. Uh, so it was really cool working as an EMT before we graduated high school. Uh, so that's something that we're very proud of. Things that I'm interested in outside of EMS uh, kind of is usually with motocross. I do some contract work as a paramedic with the professional uh, traveling mobile medical unit for the Supercross Motocross Series, as well as the FXR uh, mobile medical team with the snowcross races, which we do have here in Dubuque, Iowa every year usually. Uh, so that's something I like to do as far as interest outside of my normal day job type stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested in those sports as I kind of grew up racing motocross. Uh, so I like to stick with it and serve in a different capacity as a medical provider. I'm also kind of a gearhead. Uh, anything with a motor and wheels, you can find me around usually on a weekend if I'm free. Uh, so but most, most of my free time, I like to spend riding my dirt bike if I can. Uh, so that's kind of the main, main, my, my main hobby that I have. My favorite sports teams, I, I think in Iowa here, you're either a Cyclone or a Hawkeye, and mainly because of my geographic location and probably that we transport a lot of patients to the University of Iowa, I'm going to have to say this is the Hawkeye State, uh, which some of you will probably disagree, 
Um, but I will uh, say that one of my favorite sports teams is the Iowa Hawkeyes, since they are so close to us here in Dubuque. Uh, if I had to pick another team, I would say that I really like the Florida Gators. Uh, in 2008, I was actually visiting Gainesville, Florida for a motocross race, and it was Thanksgiving week, and there was a football game the Sunday before. Me and my dad and some friends wandered into Gainesville, and we found ourselves on campus. Uh, we, we heard a lot of noise going on uh, in one direction, so we went and found a spot to park and walked up to this big building, which they call the Swamp, which is their football field. Uh, some co college students were walking out. Uh, we don't know if they were inebriated or not, but they gave us a whole bunch of tickets to the student section. Uh, so we walked in and walked up to the student section and watched uh, Tim Tebow uh, with the Florida Gators uh, destroy the Citadel like 77 to 3. Uh, so ever since that moment, I've kind of been a big fan of the Florida Gators uh, just because it's something that we stumbled across uh, when I was down in Florida for a whole different reason. Favorite food? Uh, anything involving the word s'mores uh, is is something that I, I have interest in, uh, whether it's a, a simple s'mores treat where it's the uh, the mallow, the marshmallow roasted, uh, maybe a little burnt uh, with some Hershey's chocolate and some uh, honey graham cracker uh, on there. That's that's kind of my, my jam. Uh, so I, I have a bunch of s'mores flavored things all over my house. So that's kind of my favorite uh, flavor of something. But other than that, I, I like a, you know, a good steak uh, or some pizza, things like that. So I'm not really picky on food, but man, anything s'mores related, that's, that's probably on my favorite list. As far as favorite TV show or movie, uh, TV show, my favorite TV show is Yellowstone. There's been a lot of news out lately about Kevin Costner, uh, maybe not uh, uh, wanting to continue on with the, the series, but I will say that's my favorite TV show. Uh, this could obviously change, I think, when uh, things uh, change with Yellowstone and the future of it, but that's, that's my favorite. My favorite movie of all time is either Smokey and the Bandit uh, or Top Gun Maverick. I have a dog named Maverick. He was actually... Uh, uh, born a couple years ago, so it was before the Top Gun movie uh, Maverick came out. So um, it wasn't named after him or anything like that. I just really like the name. So I do have a, a miniature schnauzer named Maverick. Now we'll move on to some more IMSA related questions. Uh, something that sparked my interest to serve as a board member on IMSA uh, was basically a dinner one night with Jeff Dummermuth, uh, past EMS chief of West Des Moines EMS. Uh, he had dinner with us and our family. I think it was in Galena, Illinois. And he talked a little bit about what IEMSA is, uh, who they are, because uh, I really had not, not much knowledge of IEMSA before that meal. Um, just I've attended a few different things as far as uh, EMS Day on the Hill, uh, the annual conference, things like that. But I really didn't know much about IEMSA. So Jeff kind of explained a little, little bit and asked basically if he would, you know, if I would accept a nomination if he nominated me to uh, finish Rick Morgan's term for that 2018 year. And I, of course, said yes. You know, I wanted to see what it was about and see if it was something that was uh, of interest of mine and seeing if there's anything I could give back uh, to to the to Iowa EMS. And I really have found that it's it's been a great uh, board to serve on, and I really, really love it. And my first experience was, uh, as a board member was the annual conference in 2018, and I had a blast. I, I showed up, and I really didn't know anybody. I knew Linda Fredrickson. I knew Mark McCulloch a little bit, but I was like, I'm not sure who all these people are. But everybody uh, welcomed me under their wing and uh, showed me the ropes, and I really had a lot of fun that first annual conference and kind of kicked off my, my love for this organization and this association, uh, as well as uh, getting more involved in all things EMS that I can.
On the board, I also serve as a few chairs of committees. I'm the social media chair. So during annual conference, you'll probably see me running around making funny videos and posting them on our Facebook page. I also uh, chair the entertainment committee, uh, which, man, I tell you, that Johnny Home Band, he really... Uh, he really keeps bringing the good stuff. So we're going to be bringing him back again in 2023 at our annual conference in the fall. Uh, I remember in 2018, everybody was talking about this Johnny Home Band, uh, and he wasn't there for 2018. So when I became on the committee, I just kept saying, like, we need to bring this band because everybody keeps telling me Johnny Home, Johnny Home, Johnny Home. So uh, we brought him back, and I will say my first experience with that band uh, in 2019 was awesome uh and i am proud to be able to bring them back as much as we can it's always a fun party uh so being a chair of the entertainment committee i like planning a party i like planning a good time uh, you obviously find me on the dance floor as well in my cowboy boots probably doing a couple steps here and there so uh it's something that i do enjoy uh so those are the two committees that i chair uh, i also have been on the speaker committee i really enjoy involvement with that i've kind of built a really good network uh, of speakers uh, nationally. So I really like to uh, kind of have some influence on that, or at least kind of know who's coming uh, to town uh, in November. Uh, I have also served as, as a committee member for Honoring Our Own, which is kind of near and dear uh, to my heart. And I think Tom Summit does a great job with that committee. Uh, so I, I really do love the work that Tom does uh, with that ceremony at our annual conference. So those are the main committees I've been on. There's obviously a lot you can be involved with I, with IEMSA. Uh, when we do some interviews with some board members, you'll kind of learn more about what they do and the other committees that we have. Uh, but you don't have to be a board member to be involved with a committee. Uh, so if there's something that really interests you, especially at one of our educational uh, conferences or anything like that, uh, don't be afraid to come up and stop by and say hi and that you might be interested in helping out with uh, a certain committee. Uh, so, so please be thinking about that as you attend our educational events uh, or annual conference. My favorite part of serving on the board at this time is uh, really strategy meetings. Uh, every year, it was always February. We kind of moved it up this last year into January, but I really love our strategy meetings that we do. Uh, we try to bring in all the board members to discuss different uh, topics, different things that we can do to improve our association, whether it's things to do with membership, whether it's things to do with our annual conference, our billing conference, uh, social media platforms, website, which everybody, our, our new website is coming. So we're excited uh, to hopefully get that going for the 2023 year. Uh, but uh, that, that's kind of my favorite uh, meeting is our strategy meeting uh, where we it's really informal. We get in groups. We're set up at different tables. Uh, we meet with our committees. We talk about some some maybe some uh, out of this world ideas on how we can change uh, our association a little bit to make it more fun, make it a little bit of an experience, things like that. Because uh, I do really love our annual conference, and I know people come for the education, uh, but I really would like I want to share with all of the the youth out there that it is a an experience for EMS uh, providers. So I would really love people to come just for the experience, not just for the education. Uh, so obviously, like we discuss this kind of stuff at our strategy meeting. So um, that would be my favorite part about serving on the board, or at least my favorite event anyway. <laughs> My favorite speaker at our annual conference, I have a, a, a list of them. Uh, I really enjoyed Matt Zavadsky this last year from MedStar down in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area. I really like his, his approach with like business ideas and business concepts. 
because I've, I've majored in business and I really like the, you know, uh, microeconomics, things like that. So I really enjoyed Matt Zavadsky coming to present at our conference this last year in 2022. Uh, I also like Bruce Evans, you know, rooted in Iowa. Uh, West Des Moines EMS kind of was his kickoff to, to EMS. So I, I really like bringing Bruce back. Uh, and I, I really enjoy Michael Caduce, another Iowa-rooted person that's the EMT program director out there at UCLA. Uh, he's doing some great things. Uh, he's probably been one of my favorites. He's kind of a mentor of mine uh, for EMS education. He's just an, an awesome person, an awesome individual. Uh, so those those are kind of my list of three that I have. I couldn't really decide maybe who's number one, but I can give you my top three. Now we'll move on from the IMSA-related questions to more some general EMS-oriented questions. So what motivated me to become an EMS provider? Uh, so now, now it's going to be story time here for a quick minute. Uh, my parents uh, started Paramount EMS in 2003 when I was 10 years old. And I remember it's very, very well. I remember sitting at the dinner table at 10 years old and my, my mom was making dinner. My dad was carrying around this dictionary and we're like, why, why is dad carrying around this dictionary? And we knew he was, was in paramedic class, things like that. He was involved with Centralia Piazza Fire Department. Uh, you know, he had so much energy. They thought he should do some EMS classes. Uh, so he's carrying this dictionary around and he sets it down on the table and he turns and looks at me and my three sisters. And he says, what do you guys think of this word? And, you know, we're, we're looking at the, you know, the dictionary there. And we're like, dad, why are you carrying around the dictionary? And he's like, no, no, tell me what you think of that word that's highlighted. Uh, and it was the word paramount and it had of significance of in a community and uh, things like that. And we're like, dad, we're, we're more worried about you carrying around a dictionary than what, what our opinion is of this word. And he just kind of quickly said, well, that's going to be the name of our new ambulance company. And I know my mom was just kind of like, our, our, what our, 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 ambulance company? Like, what are you talking about? We don't, we don't need to do this. They, they've been in the trucking industry for many years. My dad started trucking back in the early eighties. Um, so he had a trucking company that was just over 15 years old at that point. Uh, my mom was a nurse by trade. Uh, she was a nurse, uh, when she, when she got out of high school, she went to nursing school, uh, at NIA or NICC. Uh, and you know, that's what she did for a career for, for, for many, many years. Uh, as well as help out with the trucking company, but kind of foreshadowing, uh, you look at my parents, you have a nurse who is who is medical, who is healthcare, and you have my dad, who is a career truck driver, had a fleet of 50 semis, uh, managed another corporation of like 300 semis. So you have transport. So you combined medical transport and you have an ambulance. So um, that's, that's what really motivated me to become an EMS provider. Uh, watching my parents go through struggles of getting the, the business started um, and getting up and operating, uh, you know, getting market share for inner facilities, things like that uh, in Dubuque. So um, that's what motivated me to work for the family business because dad always said, you can't just work for the family business unless you can actually work. Uh, so um, with that, I was like, you know what, I, 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 I respect that. And you know, that's why I decided to do my EMT in high school so I could get working uh, at the family business as early as I could. Which then brings me to the next question is about, you know, my favorite part about being an EMS provider. And I think this can, can be, be looked at at such a macro level. Uh, yeah, I've had so many opportunities as an EMS provider. I was uh, able to, to go to the U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, St. Croix specifically, after uh, two Category 5 hurricanes 
uh, Hurricane Irma and Hurricane Maria back in 2000, uh, was, it, was it 17, uh, that destroyed uh, part of, of that island. And I went down there with uh, the Pafford Medical Services uh, special response team out of Arkansas, uh, mainly because I have a mentor uh, that is the COO of, of Pafford EMS. And uh, I got to work on an island on an ambulance in a 911 setting for 30 days. I thought that was the coolest thing. Uh, it, it, it was the coolest thing. I had so much fun down there on those 30 days. Uh, I was so excited about it that they actually brought me back in February of 2018. Uh, I, I had I had the opportunity to help implement a community paramedicine or mobile integrated health program on the island uh, to help to help to try to reduce the the number of ambulance transports uh, to reduce the number of of uh, non-life-threatening patients that were going to the ER that really didn't need to go there. Uh, so, so I went back in February of 18 uh, to help with that program, which was really cool. It was basically a nurse and a paramedic uh, assigned to a Jeep Wrangler, uh, mainly because to get in certain areas on the island, you needed a Wrangler uh, for its off-road capabilities. And we had a jump bag, we had a monitor, uh, we had a few different medications, and we would basically use this referral system to go out and visit patients on the island. Uh, ones that couldn't keep their blood sugar in check, uh, ones that had uh, ulcer, uh, decubitus ulcer wounds because uh, they were bed bound. Uh, so basically there was four teams uh, and there was uh, one ambulance and three Jeeps. And basically we would rotate the ambulance each day to a different team uh, because that, that ambulance would go take care of bed sores and things like that uh, for those patients that couldn't go to the hospital to get care or they didn't have somebody caring for them. So as far as just my favorite part about being an EMS provider is just the opportunities uh, that you can get, uh, whether it's to work, whether it's to volunteer, whether it's to be a part of something bigger than you. I really enjoy the opportunities that you can get in EMS. So on one end is my favorite part, but now I'm going to talk a quick minute about my least favorite part. And I, I think it's it's the hours. I think it's the, I'm kind of a yes man. I like to take on every opportunity that gets thrown my way. Uh, so I would say like the hours, EMS never shuts off, right? It's 24 seven, three, six, five. It's always moving. Uh, so I, I think that works well with my personality, but I have a hard time shutting it off. So sometimes sleeping at night uh, doesn't take a priority because I'm thinking of some idea. So I would say that's like my least favorite part, as well as as some issues with with starting pay for EMTs and paramedics. I think that relates to more reimbursement for transports or services that's provided. Uh, so we have we have to be better at a federal level uh, to help change the reimbursement structure for ambulance services. I think we're going to see that someday. Medicare is doing their cost data collection. Uh, pilot project, and they're also doing the ET3 uh, emergency uh, uh, triage treat and, uh, uh, transport uh, initiative that they started. So there's all these projects that are started out there that try to really change the reimbursement structure that will hopefully have a, have a big increase uh, to one day in, uh, in, uh, making pay better for EMTs and paramedics across the nation. So those are kind of my two least favorites. It's kind of the pay and the hours uh, usually you always find EMS providers have more than one full-time job or more than one job in general. So that's kind of my least favorite part about, about EMS.
moving on to a question that's more about like if you had to brag about one thing about your your service that you're affiliated with uh that what what is one thing that you do really well or what's one thing that really uh stands out and i would say number one obviously our people um i love our people that we get to work with every day at paramount uh, and then if I had to brag about something that I think our organization does really well is uh, we set up this software uh, that's fully one integrated system called TraumaSoft. It basically does everything from scheduling uh, providers. It has a CAD, uh, Computer Animated Dispatch Program, where you can do a lot of reports and things like that. Uh, it has a, a new EPCR that is unbelievably awesome. I would love to show it to you. If you find me, just ask me to show you our new EPCR with TraumaSoft. It's, it's really good. It also does the billing component in there as well, as well as fleet maintenance, uh, HR stuff, forms. There's a whole ma emailing system within DramaSoft, as well as virtual classroom. So uh, the one thing that I would brag about our organization that we do really well is we have, we have one software, one user login and one password, not multiple, just one. And it's accessible on a URL, so I can literally be anywhere in the world and as long as I have an internet connection, I can log into my system and see what's going on. So I would say that's like the number one thing that I would love to brag about as far as from Paramount EMS. Now, uh, if I had to talk about one big concern I have for EMS and the future of EMS uh, is, is the reimbursement rates. Uh, right now, there's ambulance services that are, that are closing doors at a faster rate than you've ever seen. Uh, volunteer services can't find volunteers, so they're shutting their doors. It's just a, it's a sad time uh, for the industry. And I think it really relates to the reimbursement structure. Uh, over the last uh, three years, we haven't received an increase in our insurance from uh, Wellmark, uh, which we've always received an increase before then. Uh, so that's something that, you know, as, as costs are rising, especially since the pandemic started, uh, we need to be able to see those rates also keep up with our costs. So I think, the biggest concern I have about the sustainability of EMS uh, is 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 the funding for it, whether it's the, whether it's the uh, taxation for it, whether you're uh, an essential service and you're in your declared county, uh, whether it's the reimbursement rates uh, for transporting patients, uh, or just trying to find a way to provide services and be paid for services provided. Uh, that is my biggest concern. Uh, as well as the workforce and trying to get interested people uh, to want to be an EMS provider uh, or serve in their community, whether it's a volunteer uh, or whether it's to work for a career service, to work for a fire service, a hospital, a helicopter, things like that. So that's my biggest concern is the reimbursement rates and kind of our funding structure for services that uh, EMS uh, agencies provide. And then to leave off, uh, as far as the general questions that I have for all of our board members that you'll be hearing from in the next month or so is, uh, if I had to leave any new EMS provider with any advice, what would I tell them? Uh, I would tell them to never stop learning. Because uh, as soon as you stop learning, I think you, you, you've you moved on. You probably uh, This probably isn't a good feel for you because EMS is always changing, right? We're a very young industry. We were only really formed in the, in the 1960s, which really isn't that long ago. Um, so, I mean, my parents were born in the 60s, so it's really not that long ago as far as an industry. So be flexible to change. You know, it's going to be a dynamic industry. There's a lot of different models that work in different areas. You know, the famous motto where you've seen, if you've seen one ambulance service, you've seen one ambulance service. And there's a lot of truth to that, but based on the community needs that that service is in. So um, that was, that's something that I would leave you with as far as a new EMS provider and maybe listening to this podcast is to never stop learning. So that's uh, all I have for time today. I want to keep these podcasts between 20 and 30 minutes. 
Uh, so as we just tipped over the 20 minutes and are approaching the, the 30, uh, we'll stop here. But uh, look forward to bringing you some content of our new of our board members, of our conferences, of some legislation topics, maybe GEMT, uh, some things we were doing with that um, to make things better. Uh, so again, thank you for listening. I look forward to bringing you more podcasts uh, for the voice of IOEMS. When hope and love has been lost and you fall to the ground, you must find a way when the darkness descends and you're told it's the end, you must find a Thank <laughs> you.